On October 1st, 2010, a young family goes camping in the Mount Shasta area of California. Their unnamed three-year-old goes missing. Approximately five hours later, he is found lying in a thicket that had been thoroughly searched by rescuers. The family relieved, they go home. For a time, the mystery is over. However, weeks later, while sitting at his grandmother's house, he informs her of a story that is truly unbelievable. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of the Robot Grandma. Welcome to a deep, deep, dark, dark, dank, dank, moist, I refuse, basement. <laughs> Somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. You know, I posted, uh, when that shooting happened, I posted on our Facebook, I was like, man, this shooting occurred not 10 miles from the deep, dark, dank basement. Somebody's like, you forgot moist. I'm like, I can't put moist. We're talking about a murder. <laughs> Well, you could have, but it would have been. I don't know, man. I'm just not. I'm not a fan of the um, the word moist. It's very unpleasant to me. We worked with uh, two ladies that do not like it, and uh, they've they've informed you. Yeah, she hate like gags, and I'm like, oh, you should have never done that. You gonna have to tell me who it is off there. I will. All right. So, uh, good news is we had a listener traveling from Arkansas to the great state of Georgia to visit friends. And he reached out, and we would get in trouble if we played it, but he was eastbound and down. Loaded up and trucking. And he brought us some of Arkansas's, in my opinion, best beer made. Well, I haven't had this just yet. I just opened it, but the one I had at the uh, in Hot Springs was pretty damn good. I need to plug them. Let me look up their name. Well, this one is Lost 40 Brewing Company out of Arkansas. It is only available in the great state of Arkansas. And it is called Second Rodeo. It is a light tasting beer made with Arkansas rice and Arkansas water. Very fresh and ref- What do you think? They're going to import the water from somewhere else? Some people do. Oh, my God. That's really good, though. It is very good. That's why I requested it. But my favorite um, brewery in Arkansas is the Superior Bathhouse Brewery, and I just like the the fact that they actually use the hot spring waters to steep their grain. I find they that, don't use the bath water. <laughs> well, the bath water is like it used to be a bathhouse. It is no longer, but it's the same water that they would have used. They pump the hot springs water into the. So bath. it's not. It's not got no ass water in it. No, I mean, okay. I mean, well, you could like filter a, that out. Well, I mean, if it was like a, you know. Uh, civet and eight coffee beans. We could make a bajillion dollars <laughs> off this beer. Jollers? Jollers. All right, well. The good news is we want to give Mr. Chuck Ball and his lovely wife a shout out for transporting this great beer from Arkansas to our deep, dark, dank, moist basement. We have some new Patreon members. Do we really? Yes, we have Lucretia Hartline. Again, I, I don't have any access. You refuse to give me access to the... But tell the people what happened, the, finally. The Patreon. You finally paid me back for yeah, I did. The, the Christmas presents. I do appreciate that. 
Uh, only can, five can, months later. I can't even listen to the Patreon only episodes. Oh, you're killing me. You know I email them to you and now I don't you're just going to tell everybody. I don't know how email works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we also have Mr. Chris Shepard. He is our Shep Dog beer man. He finally come off the hip. Both Miss <laughs> Lucretia Hartline and Mr. Shepard are $10 tier members. Nice, man. If we just keep this up. I won't have to work no more. And I mean, I promise you, I will put some effort. <laughs> Serious effort. <laughs> you will see. You will definitely be able to tell the difference. All uh, right. We had no. Hold on, fucker. Whoa. We had a five star rating. We got a. Yeah, I saw that. It's a nice one. Uh, Listenick 29, titled Two Praise Hands in a Row. And it says five stars. Hoping you guys are coming to Crime Con. Y'all are awesome. And that got me to actually uh, um, spit it out there, um, slappy. Sorry. Uh, it got me off my lazy ass. I actually emailed CrimeCon, and I was like, man, you guys should invite that mysterious bruise guys. They're hilarious. <laughs> and they were just like, uh, we'll look into it. <laughs> Even though the great state of Texas is 100% open, CrimeCon has decided they are limiting the number of podcasters that they are allowing in CrimeCon this year. So, barring some $1,000 donation from a listener or several listeners, we will not be attending this year. But well, we, we can open a Patreon-exclusive tier of $1,000. <laughs> we'll have t-shirts made that said, you got our asses here. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Still top 50 in Slovakia. They love us over there. Nice. I love the Slavics. We are top 100 in Mexico again. I guess they found some of these uh, episodes that we're doing favorable. But let's cut to the chase, man. We are talking about Robot Grandma. Very... Very what? Get Very, off your phone, man. This is a professional bro, podcast. my wife is texting me. I got to respond, dude. <laughs> I love that woman. We all know. Uh, she's, and she's killed me. Like, she can literally kill me. I, she's trained, so. I know. That's a good move on your part. Hey, let's get the wife into murder. Yeah, let's teach her how to murder. Yeah. Like, that was a genius idea. Yeah. And you bought her a gun. I did, and I taught her to shoot it. Yeah, you're a dumbass. No, it, no, no, no. It doesn't matter. She's in the medical profession. So she'll shoot you and then patch no, you up? No, I don't know if I've told this story on here before because you are you don't remember, you don't recognize it, so maybe I haven't. But, you know, me being a portly gentleman, she told me one time, she was like, you know, do you see that freckle right there? And I was like, yeah, what about it? She said, oh, well, that freckle's right on a vein. And if you keep fucking with me, I'm going to fill a syringe full of air, put it right in that freckle, and when you have a heart attack and die, do you think they're going to think I killed you, or do you think your fat ass ate too many Cheetos? And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I think she thought that out. That got real, real fast. (laughs) If you'd been drinking, I bet you're sober, like, in a drop of a dime. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Honey, do you need me to do anything? All right, so. On October 1st, 2010. This is one of the weirdest stories you'll ever hear. And if you have read the Missing 411 books, it is documented in there. We will do our best to 
convey that knowledge to you. On October 1st, 2010, three-and-a-half-year-old, and he is referred to as John Doe, and his relatives were camping by a popular fly fishing location near Mount Shasta. Around 6 p.m., the child's parents realized their son had suddenly gone missing. And according to his father, the son was there one second and gone the next. Like typical 411 stuff. Like if you're aware of it, we've talked about it many times. But yeah, that's a big clue. You're there, then you're gone. They searched the area he had last been seen in. Full-blown panic mode ensued. After hours of searching, there was still no sign of little John Doe. Now desperate, the father decided to call the local police and the U.S. Forest Service officers. So after the Forest Service and the local police were called, rescue personnel combed the forest well into the night, yet there was no sign of the boy. Five hours later, while searching for the young man, they find him lying down on the brush directly next to a trail they had previously searched. What I read, it was thoroughly searched, which is another huge factor of the 411 is that, I mean, these are professionals. This is their job. They go out there. They take their job extremely seriously. There's no screwing around, especially when it's a three-year-old kid. Well, so another you, thing you is- have to think that they were thor- very thorough and tried their best, but for him just to show up in a place that they looked, well, the other thing is there's different levels of search and rescue certification, and most of your United States Forest Service officers are at least a level two. So, yes. Which they, is better than a level one. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. Because it's Cause one it's, more. It's two. It's not one. Yeah, exactly. So they find the young man, and he is dazed. He is confused. He's semi- so long it's not true oh this is a complete sidebar but has nothing to do with anything of the case i'm just gonna tell you a little story what happened to me in charleston when i was competing uh i'm a huge pink floyd fan huge you found a cover band no i went to a record shop and this dude had like imports live albums first editions like he had so much stuff $580 in records I spent at this place. That a boy. Just on Pink Floyd records. But here's the thing. I was walking out, checking the receipt. Man charged me $58. He screwed up. It was a major test. Of your willpower? Of my character. You went back in, didn't you? I did. I would have. But It hurt you. It hurt. I was like, oh. Like I my, should just keep walking. That bad part of my brain was like, get in the car, man, get in the car. But yeah, I went back in. I was like, man, I I wouldn't, I got enough trouble sleeping at night. I said, I would never sleep again if I walked away from this. I was like, you screwed up. I showed him. He was like, holy crap, man. He's like, you, because I talked to him for a long time. I told him I was competing in jiu-jitsu. He's like, man, you're going to have good karma for tomorrow. You're going to win. I know it. And that's I, what got you. I didn't win. <laughs> I got second, but still, yeah, that was a major, major test of my willpower, and I'm I'm proud to say that I, I, I turned away the dark side. Good deal. Anyway, I don't even know what we were talking about. That just came to mind. Well, the mom and dad attributed his exhaustion <laughs> to him being frantic searching for them, and they were simply grateful that their son was found physically unharmed. Of course they were. 
So medical personnel were on site. They're not even going to ask many questions. They're just going to be like, man, let's go home. The kid's safe. They probably didn't even dawn on them where he was found. They didn't. He probably didn't realize that they'd been searched before. They're just happy. So with medical personnel giving the young man full clearance, they reunited the family and they were all permitted to return home. So everyone's lives quickly get back to normal, and roughly three weeks later, the small boy mm, would share a disturbing oh, tale. Oh, wait. That's not over? I thought, about the, this ordeal. I thought the case was over, man. This is like a mini, See y'all next week. mini episode. So one day, the boy's grandmother, Kathy, who is called Cappy by you know the young kid, man. You know kids are dumb. They can't pronounce shit just right just yet. <laughs> dumb as shit. Good deal, man. <laughs> So Cappy was playing with her grandson, and suddenly he looked towards her, and he said he didn't like the other grandma, Cappy. Confused, yeah. she you asked him, talk, what? what? Say what now? What? What'd you say? <laughs> and he said, quote, do you remember when I was lost in the woods? The other grandma, Cappy, grabbed me and took me to a creepy place. She's really a robot. It was a cave with spiders, and there were purses <laughs> and guns. Wait a minute. Like... I would, how are you going to let him continue that sentence? She was really a robot. But, and then, no, 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 no. That's where we're going to stop you. There were spiders, Cappy. We're going to take this piece by piece. <laughs> In the cave with the spiders were purses and guns. He says, I was too scared, so I didn't touch anything. But when she climbed a ladder, the light made her look like a robot. And it's been described as almost like a light coming from her head. And then he says, quote, there were other robots too, but they didn't move. She made me lay down on my tummy. Then she tried to get me to poop on a sticky paper. <laughs> but I couldn't go. I love that whole line right there. Well, I mean, it's like. If he, if he had been raised rurally in Georgia, he'd have been like, look, Cappy, she tried to get me to shit on this paper, and I, He's three, I couldn't bro. go. Well, you know. <laughs> She told me that I am from outer space, and they put me in my mom's tummy. Then she took me back to the river and said to wait under the bush until someone found me. She had your same hair, your same feet, and even your same face. And that's another thing with the missing 411 is a body of water. And I'm pretty sure there's a granite field somewhere around there. And so they found him near water, or he was in water? They what? took him... She, he said that uh, robot grandma took him next to the river to a bush, and that's where the rescuers found him. Upon hearing this wild story and now upset, Kathy calls her son and demanded to know what he was allowing her grandchild to watch on television. Oh, yeah, that would definitely be my question. The boy's father told her that he had heard an identical recollection only a few days earlier. Initially, the two chalked it up to an overactive imagination. Yet, the more Kathy thought about it, the more her grandson's story confused her. Yeah. I mean, it's not every day you get told a story like this. I'm going to tell you, both of my grandparents, both of my grandmothers. Yeah, I probably would have got slapped. Would have been like, you sit right there. I'm calling you daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And there'd be some words. Yeah, some of them non-Christian words coming yeah. out of my grandmother's mouth. Yeah. Even more chilling was 
the idea that she might have a doppelganger assuming her identity in order to abduct innocent children. She says she got the impression that her grandson may have been talking about a, quote, hologram because of the way he described the light sparkling on the strange woman. With those thoughts running through her mind, Kathy decided to share a weird experience of her own. A year before the young man had gone missing, she had gone on a camping trip near Fowler's Campground in McLeod, California, which is close to Mount Shasta. The following morning, she woke up face down in the dirt. Somehow, she had been removed from her sleeping bag that was in her tent and transferred a short distance away. Yeah, that that whole situation is just probably the main reason why we're even talking about this is because if if that didn't occur to her, it occurred, if that didn't happen to her, they'd probably just be like, okay, this kid's full of shit. Like, he's just, he's just making up stories, you know. Kathy says that upon waking up she felt an intense pain at the base of her neck she got someone to look at her neck and they discovered a puncture wound the surrounding skin was red and inflamed and another friend who accompanied her on this camping excursion suffered the same puncture wound and the same red inflamed skin the two women chalked these injuries up to a possible spider bite the real Grandma Cappy still has the scar from the puncture wound. Now, this whole account is covered as the, quote, John Doe case in the third book of The Missing 411, North America and Beyond, pages 59 to 61. So that's basically the facts of the case. Now, getting back to his detail... <clears throat> Shit. <laughs> Fuck. His details of the case. What really concerned Cappy or Kathy was not the fact that Robot Grandma tried to get him to poop on a sticky paper, but the fact that she was a robot and there were other robots that didn't move. If you have watched the Missing 411, the hunted documentary, you will know that a lot of those hunters go missing with their firearms and mm-hmm. he says that he saw a lot of yes fire or guns he said guns and he, i think he clarified it was with old guns and that i mean that is a very interesting fact because you're right like uh aaron hedges we talked about he disappeared and almost everything is found except his weapon uh the, all the ones on my list from the missing 411 the hunted they went missing and no one they didn't find their weapon yeah, and David Pilatus goes into the the fact that hunters are really keen to their outdoor situations, their environment, and they're heavily armed. So it's very strange for hunters to go missing. And to be armed in a situation like that, you would think they would have a leg up on just a normal hiker. Yeah. But again, you know, this comes down to whether or not you believe this three-and-a-half-year-old young man. I don't see where he has anything. I don't see this as an overactive imagination, especially with the fact that he tells her that the robot grandma had her same hair, her same feet, and her same face. The light coming from her head is kind of strange, and I can't really wrap my mind around 
what that would entail other than is he in a different dimension? Well, just the fact that he's three years old and he's nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be found, no trace whatsoever. For five hours, too. Searchers can't find him, can't find any trace of him at all. And then five hours later, he just, poof, appears. Next to a bush, next to a trail they have walked by probably three or four times. Yeah, other than uh, somehow finding his way into a cave, which is what he stated he was, he was he was at, but yet no one could find this cave. Cave's nowhere to be found. Yeah, searchers did not find a cave that they searched. Yeah, because I'm certain if they come across a cave... They're going in as far as they can. They're going in. So... This to me definitely is is a situation where it could possibly be another dimension, and maybe that's just how. Maybe it's a parallel universe, and in that universe, you're just sparkly like Twilight. Or she was an angel, maybe a guardian angel. But and he may have like I think if she hadn't have been so cold and robotic in her movements, he may have chalked that up as you don't remember Grandma Cappy. You were my angel, and you helped me get out of that situation. But again, for a a three-and-a-half-year-old to verbalize all of these details, not once, but twice, he told his father and he told Mm -hmm. his grandmother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that leads credence to this is an actual, he had an actual experience. And my question now would be, if what who were the other robots? Yeah, that didn't move. That didn't move. Maybe they are other missing persons that were... For lack of a, you know, well, not lack of a better word, they were dead. They were dead. They had been taken by these entities, and they were dead, and that's why they didn't move. I find it funny that he, um, his one detail about the cave was there were spiders in there, Grandma. Like spiders and guns. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you're three. Like, you're not, you fucking, everybody's scared of spiders. There's not one person alive that's not scared of spiders, except for this one lady I saw on Instagram that let a fucking, uh, Po- Australian poisonous spiders crawl on her face. That's just dumb. Yeah. But Australia, you know, the penal colony. I saw a thing today that was like, guys, I hate to tell you this. It was, <laughs> it was the Bobby Hill meme. He had a thing holding up the sign at the window that said, guys, your venom only needs to be strong enough to kill one human. <laughs> it was like, if these Australian animals could read, they'd be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it was like, this animal strong enough to kill ten humans. Ten humans. This one's a, a thousand. Like one bite, and you're all fucking dead. Like, yeah, don't go to Australia. Well, do go to Australia, but be careful. Be extremely careful. We've got to go to Australia and go to that little town Patty Moriarty was at. We got to try them meat pies. I don't know if I want to eat a meat pie, but I'll have a beer with that old crusty guy that's always there. Deal. Okay. Sold. Okay. I will go all the way to Australia just to have a beer at that place. That's how fucking crazy we are. You know what, though? We won't go to North Georgia where the crematorium's at. We'll go to another continent. (laughs) Yeah, we'll fly 22 hours to have a beer. But you know what? In the Australian heat, I bet that beer's good. I bet it is, too. (laughs) But just, yeah, it has to be some sort of different dimension because the three-year-old is not going to be able to disappear like this unless he's abducted and somehow... They got in and out without anybody seeing him. I mean, this it definitely reminds me of like the Dior Kuntz case. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very similar to the Dior Kuntz case. And then the other one. And he's still gone. And then Dennis Martin. 
1969 in Smoky Mountains. Yeah, and they had, they called in the military for that one yeah. to search for him. Yeah, Martin disappeared on June 14th at 8:30 while pl- planning on surprise. Well, uh, I mean, they were playing hide and seek. 4:30. I'm sorry, it's military time written down. I, I can't read that. Yet. He can't subtract 12. <laughs> While he was planning on surprising the adults he was with with his brother and other children from a separate family, the Martins were can't. Uh, he was last seen by his father going behind a bush to hide, intending on surprising the adults with the other children. After not seeing him for about five minutes, and when all the other children had returned to the campsite, his father became concerned and began searching for him. His father ran down the trail for nearly two miles until he was sure he couldn't have gotten any further. After several hours, they sought help from the National Park Rangers. So, yeah, all these kids jump out to surprise the parents. All the kids jump out except for Dennis. And he has been missing for 51 years and 10 months. And I'm sure there are tons of other cases. I've not read the books you have, but I'm sure there's tons of other cases with children. There's, and yeah, there's, there's a whole lot. The, the thing that comes up in the Martin case is a lot of people tied not so much to Bigfoot as to feral people in some of these national parks. I ain't feral. It's the foot, man. The Bigfoot. I agree with you, but I'm just saying. The other hypothesis is feral. Well, but still, even so, you don't leave any trace. There's no footprints. There's no screaming. That's the thing that I don't understand. In this situation with the little three-and-a-half-year-old, and even the Martin case. They're there one second, they're gone the next, and there's not a sound. And normally, if you snatch a kid, I mean, literally snatch him up, not lure him, but snatch him up, they're screaming to the top of their lungs. And if you've ever been in a Walmart when a kid's losing their religion, it doesn't matter where you're at in a Walmart. You're going to hear him. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, these parents are not that far away. One thing that's surprising to me is he was found with both shoes. Big thing in the missing 411 is a lot of times they're found without their shoes. So getting into our theories, I believe the young man. I believe that he was taken to a cave. He saw the things he described. I don't know how to explain the robot grandma situation. Well, I mean, it is... how do you, how would a three-year-old imagine all that? Well, and this comes to bring back some of the stories of reincarnation where you have these young kids under five and they vividly, vividly can tell you things of previous lives, point out where they were killed, who their friends were, what their nicknames were. I think there's a lot to these young children that go through some of these experiences because they're so innocent and, you know, their minds are like sponges and they just soak up all these little details. You know, again, I, I know a lot of people out there will say, ah, this is just overactive imagination. He got lost and he curled up under the bush and they just didn't see him. But like you said, these are trained searchers. They're going to search in a grid-type pattern. They're going to look under bushes and thick stuff. Yeah, they're trained. They're trained professionals. They know how to search. You do the zig, the, not the zigzag, the grid pattern. 
And that means when you do it in a grid pattern and you mark what you're doing, there's no stone left unturned. Yeah, and then the... You search an entire area from start to finish, done. I think back to the missing hunter in the hunted documentary, the first case, they searched those woods... The guy with the messed up eye... Yeah. Yeah. They searched those woods north to south in a grid pattern and laid string down. And then they went back the next couple of days and they searched east to west. And they said that the woods around there for several miles were just string everywhere. Yeah. So it's so, it's so fascinating to me. And it terrifies me. That's why I don't camp. That, I, oh, I don't camp. God, that, no. That and I have a mattress at home. Well, on our anniversary trip, we went into, which we didn't know, We our anniversary is November 6th. They closed, they closed Yellowstone, the the vast majority of Yellowstone, on November 1st every year. Good job, Air Slappy. Yeah, Way to do your research. Read up on that shit before you go. <laughs> but we were able to go into it a little bit. And when we got there, there was snow on the ground. And it's the middle of the night. What do we do? We're going to drive as far as we can in there. You want to talk about... Puckering? Yeah. Just like I said about Idaho on that same trip, man. It is... Desolate. Desolate. And I can see how people can just disappear. Not in front of their parents. Yeah, I think that's the other thing with the missing 401 cases that I found fascinating is... I'm like you. I can find situations where... I really can't see people that just disappear. They get lost. But but a three-year-old that's in eyesight of their, you know, and I, you know, when my son was younger, you know, we didn't let him get way ahead or anything like that. But one thing that did scare my wife to death, we were in Home Depot and he was within five feet of us and all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah. And he thought it was cool that he could crawl in under the, things and he hid behind a box you talk about getting an ass chewing from his mother i was like look i, I can't say nothing because she doesn't say it at all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like i scared you didn't i, and I was like oh you're in trouble buddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that cool well you about to find out <laughs> you about to find out how cool it was <laughs> that's a one-time lesson if someone came or if something came and snatched him up a, he's going to scream, and B, he's going to make, There's go, it's going to be a commotion. They're going to look, and they're going to find it. They're going to see. Yeah, the, I think that's the thing is the disturbance of the area, if he's snatched, if he's grabbed by an animal and dragged off, there's going to be signs. Oh, if, he's, if, if it's an animal, the, the animal's going to make noise. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you see that damn uh, ring doorbell video camera of the guy trying to get in his car and a bobcat runs up and attacks his wife and he picks it up? He freaking yeets it. He's like, yeet. (laughs) I mean, he chunks that thing across his yard. I mean, picks it up like a dog. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'd have been like, and then he's screaming, get my gun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. That's insane. I also saw the. Uh, kimono dragon in the convenience store. Oh my store. God, that would have shit my pants. Like I, I don't know where he was going, but he was getting there. And I was, I would never stop him. Those things are terrifying. Yeah, I think their tails can like break legs. You know, and their mouth will make you bleed to death. They bite you, and they got blood. some kind of venom, don't they? It's an anticoagulant. Yeah, it's a, yeah. They proved they used to think they used to think it was just the bacteria in their mouth, but no, they actually proved that they do have venom and that. 
it keeps you from clotting. So you'll bleed to death, and he'll sit there and wait for you to. No. I bet that was in Australia. No, it was like in uh, uh, the. Come field. on, man. It was in Australia. Come on. <laughs> wink, wink. I don't think they had dragons. In, it was in. Uh, they got every damn thing else. I'll have to cut that out, but. Yeah, you can't be saying that, man. They, uh, I think it was in the Philippines or something like that. Well, there you go. Yeah. I can't remember. Wherever, wherever their natural habitat is. Did you also see the video? This guy's like taking a break from hiking. He sits on this rock and he happens to look up and there's a damn mountain lion like 15 feet up in this tree, like dead locked eyes with him. Yeah. I'm like, uh-uh. I'd have been on the phone, but y'all going to have to come get me because if I move, she's going to eat my ass. That's why I don't camp. Dude, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. And I don't camp because I, I got, uh, last time I went camping, I got poison ivy on my bunghole. Yeah, oh, there you go. That was misery. All right, well. <laughs> well, my, well, we haven't, we we just, we started our. Theories. I did mine and yeah, you hijacked I it. With yeah, well. Poison ivy on your bunghole. <laughs> It was horrible. <laughs> I'm really going to side with the boy, too, because I just don't think he's capable of just bring, just making this whole story up out of nowhere. I think there's something to it. Maybe he maybe he fell, hit his head, and hallucinated. Maybe he... Yeah, I mean, that's, I, mean I didn't think about that, but that is a good, plausible explanation, but still. Or, I mean... If we're going to agree with this kid, we're going to have to agree that he went to another dimension. I really think, you know, the more we do these 411 cases, I really like that theory that, you know, where, you know, we stated in the other case, the reason they found his boots because he just took them off next to the fire and he set them down. Well, once he is not physically touching something, yeah. it, it, you know, flicks out. See, that one doesn't make any sense. I mean, that one, that particular case doesn't line up with the overall theory of the 411 and i don't this one certainly doesn't either but as i've we've stated before if he tries his best to insinuate it as much as humanly possible but he never comes out and says it but his theory of the 411 is bigfoot yeah and if you don't believe that the hunted look at documentary his, well, look at where his, he goes to the that that hunt camp yeah well, look at the webs. Look at his website, and he's part of. He's like he's wrote books on Sasquatch. He's part of a, like a Sasquatch group. And I mean, if you know, once you know that, and you listen to what he's saying and how everything he's talking about, you know that that's the main underlying, the theory. main theory. Yeah, I agree. But he he doesn't limit it to that. He's he wants the majority of to explain the majority of them by that. But like this case, you can't. No. Uh, the Aaron Hedges you can't, but and there's several that just don't make any sense when you when you try to tie it to Bigfoot. Well, I mean they don't make any sense anyway. But I mean I just don't think this kid could possibly make this up. So something happened to him, whether it was real or imagined or hallucinated or something. He believes what he saw. Yeah, and going back to his grandmother's. First initial reaction is, what are you letting him watch on TV? I'm trying to think of some of the the cartoons that I let my son watch. I don't know what's out there now because that's been 10 years ago, but I can't wrap my brain around anything that he could have watched 
that would have given him the robot grandma idea. I mean, there's an old movie called The Electric Grandma, but... Yeah, but he a three-and-a-half-year-old's not going to watch that. He's not going to watch The Jetsons with the ma- the robot maid. I'm trying to think. In, ten, in, in 2010, no. The Jetsons aren't on TV. Well, they are. They're on Cartoon Network. No, they're not. The they're on they? Boomerang. Same difference. Well, it's the same company, but it ain't the same channel. There you go, splitting hairs. <laughs> All right, recommendations? Oh, hell, I recommend Back 40 Brewing Company. <laughs> I recommend our listeners taking up the charge like Mr. Ball did and uh, contact us on social media via instant message, oh, direct I- message, and we will uh, surely let you know how you can get that to us. Oh, I, I forgot to mention, we had our first uh, beer fund donation. Our, actually, our second beer no de- donation, Miss Kim Phillip was the one that brought up the idea, and she donated to us. But uh, Ryan Scoggins from the great city of Chatsworth, Georgia, donated 10 whole dollars. That a boy. And that will be used next week. Because we didn't have to buy beer this week. Appreciate you, sir. He is. Uh, he used to be my roommate uh, back when I lived in Chatsworth, and he was kind enough to donate. He is a singer songwriter. If you're ever in the Dalton area, let me know, and I will tell you where he's playing, and you will enjoy yourself immensely. He's very talented. But thank you very much. If you would like to donate to the beer fund, go on Facebook, click groups, type in Mysterious Brews, join the group, and then on the top. There will be a PayPal link to my personal account. We are working on the website, and once the website gets done... We'll have one of our buttons. We'll have a button that will do a Mysterious Brews donation. We certainly appreciate it if you want to do that. If not, hey, keep just fucking listening. Give us a five-star review if you haven't yet, and, you know, basically... Keep in touch with us. We like it. Give us your ideas. Give us your thoughts. Give us your theories. Give us your recommendations. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, deuces.